Hey y'all, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jordan. And we are While the Kids Are in Bed podcast. So welcome back. Um, I'm here. I'm sounding a little funky, but I'm here. I don't feel as bad as I sound. So I'm going to take that as a win. Mm. Um, Allergies. Allergies get the best of you. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's unseasonably warm. And everything, is everything blooming for y'all the way it is? Yes. You know, like all the trees and everything. Planning, you know, my son's outdoor birthday party. Look at the weather for next week. No. The the high is 39. No. I kid you not. Why is it always that way? It's like beautiful sunshine when you have nothing to do and then you have a house full of people that you would love to, and kids to be outside. outside. And it's going to, we're going to have a cold chill. Well, that's what I told somebody. I said, I love the warm weather. And we were talking about this with one of our friends. Like, you don't realize how attached you are to the weather until it's like sunny again. And you're like, oh, thank God. But what has been in the back of my head is we do get cold weather in March. Like it has snowed before. So it's like, as much as I was loving it, I really couldn't fully commit to it because I was like, it's coming. Like the cold is going to come back. I think I jinxed it because I was talking to Alex and I was like, well, I guess like, are we ever going to get snow this year? I guess we're kind of like beyond it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to snow, but I I think I was just like writing off that we're through it. And like you said, historically, we've had really cold, like random days in March after having unseasonally warm temperatures. Yeah. And sure enough, when you want to plan something outdoors, it just knows when to hit you. Yeah, that sucks. I feel that. That happens to me a lot where it rains or something like that. I'm like, the one time I have people over, you're going to rain. It's still early, so I'll keep an eye on it. But I saw that and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it'll it'll come either Friday before the party and warm up by Saturday. We'll see. Boo. Now that's stays. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But but you're right, we've... I was gonna say we've had all this pollen, all this like yeah, yeah we we had a lot of rain the past two days, um, and you could just see the pollen on the ground. Yeah. So I'm very curious what you know Easter is gonna look like in like spring. It's like because you know when things bloom, a lot of it doesn't last that long, you know. Especially if we get another cold snap, I'll be you know curious what happens. Was it was it last year where a lot of the crops like I feel like there was. Peaches was was uh, the peach season didn't fare too well because of some like late frost and there was something else that like oh yeah I'm sure I don't remember specifically but yeah because it's like when it gets this warm I mean you can't stop things from blooming and then it's going to get cold and then bam or things bloom too early and I don't listen that's beyond my scope agriculturalists are like they understand what happens I just know that something happens and it's not good yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just drive around like, this can't be good. This can't be good. This can't be good. That's all I say. But yeah, so I think that's what it is. Like you said, everybody's got the crud. But um, yeah, luckily, knock on wood, it's not anything serious. So um, hopefully the end is in sight. So, but um, so I'm excited about tonight's topic. We're going to take it a little easy. We've, been, we've gone pretty deep the past couple of weeks with our educational um, topics. Did you do your homework last week? Did you sit down and think about what you value most and spent time alone with yourself? Can I just copy your answers? 
<laughs> sure. You can cheat off me. Ditto. Right? Just say ditto. Yes. But um, I think this kind of aligns. You gave the idea because you were talking about how, like, so last week we talked about, like, what value, you know, what values we have and what are important to us. And you kind of were like, I just love looking at, like, personality tests and stuff like that because it kind of just tells you more characteristics of you. And you, it's almost like you were saying, like, instead of having to generate it yourself, you prefer to, like, see it and be like oh yes that I identify with that that's me kind of deal so um and I know nothing about this except for that it's popular but the Enneagram test personality test I say it right I had to ask you how to say it (laughs) so um but yeah so I'm trying to think of what the personality tests were before this one was popular because personality tests have been around for a long time but what is it what called it where like you're an ENTJ or an yes, IS what is that one FT I don't know the other letters yeah. um I don't remember yeah. what that one's called but I remember we took that one in college yep yes yeah, um, so and then there's the there's the disc we took one at work that's the disc assessment mm-hmm. um which is colors which is like red yellow green or blue and has different oh, interesting okay yeah, mm-hmm. so all kinds of, I'm with you though. I do enjoy taking them because, um, you know, I, I try to be as honest as I can with the questions. And so I'm always curious, like what's gonna, you know, pop out. But um, so when I did the research about the Enneagram, it was created in 1997, um, which I was kind of shocked because it seems like it just gained popularity in the past, like, I don't know, how long you would say three years been that long so you know where I've like seen it like people popping up saying what kind of number they are um so yeah so I was kind of shocked that it was like been around since 1997 but it's an institute you know you can go on and look at their website and whatever but um for those that don't know it is a system a personality which describes people in nine types Um, And what the Enneagram uses is like your motivation and fears and like your internal like feelings and emotion. So I think it's more emotion based than a lot of the other personality types. I know this one asks a little bit about like, excuse me, how you feel about success and stuff like that, but it's not quite as heavy on that stuff as some of the other ones are. So, um, and the nine types are, let me find my list. Um, the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. And so they kind of make a star within a circle. So we're going to share what our types are and going to talk about if we're shocked by that, that we're that type or not. Before you shut the what really assessment. Yes, you knew? I've, I've told you that you're an eight for a long, yeah. long time. So I will say, like I like you said, I've been interested in it, but I never took the time to take the test because it is, I say long, but it does, it is a decent amount of questions. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. y'all have talked about it before and like, oh, you're an eight. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but okay. Right. So um so that makes me the challenger, which those that know me probably are not shocked by that. Um, what are what number are you? I'm a one. 
So either the reformer or the one that it called on this, um, it's called the one wing nine and it called me a perfectionist. Yes, this says perfectionist, reformer, judge, and critic. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I do think we're all pieces. Like, so you, <laughs> so I was laughing because we were talking about this and you're like, so I was like two that were like somewhat equal. I actually had like three that were pretty high. And so I was just going to look up like both of them separately. And you're like, no, look up eight wing three. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I guess wing is like, you're going to have things that you, you know, like, kind of yes. roll. But yeah. then even when I'm taking the test, if you want an assessment, whatever, it's like, I always think of if it's going to ask you like, you, um, um, you, you rep it'll say like something like you repress your emotions or something like that. Like how, how much do you agree on a scale? And I'm, I always think of like the exception, like I felt like whatever the question is, I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, there are certain times I, I might, or there are certain times I'm not like I, and maybe that's part of like the perfectionist because I'm trying to overanalyze the freaking question, but it's mm -hmm. just like, you are you know, it's, it'll spit out, you know, my summary. And I'm like, well, there are things I see in this and there are things that, you know, I see in other. Right. Right. Categories. That's yeah. That's what Bill said. He was like, oh, this is stupid, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I think it's fine, blah, blah. And then he's like, cause you're not going to answer a question that's going to make you look bad. But I was like, this isn't, these questions don't make you look bad. It's just who you are. And it's not really, there are no negative questions. And like, I think one of them was something about like speaking your mind because I chuckled and told him out loud, like speaking your mind, no matter who it is or whatever. And he's like, and he's like, well, it depends on who it is. Like, you're not just mean to be mean. Like, you're not going to just be hateful. And so for me, I try to just do it as quickly as I can. Like my first gut instinct, yes. I was like, okay, this is my reaction and kind of go through that's, it. That's so, the trick, I think. It's just yeah. like your initial yeah off the bat what do you what's your response yes so you said you were a one with a what wing nine and just this so it said um because I have a supporting like nine it says I um uh if this can result in being a calmer more serene and laid back than your typical ones which I appreciate that because it makes it sound like I'm less uptight than like the strict one. Yeah, because when I'm reading nine, it says easygoing, self-effacing type. Laugh. <laughs> well, the easygoing part makes me laugh because I like I love you dearly, but I would never describe you as easygoing. But I will say, um, you are agreeable in the sense of like you you have a way that you like to do things, but I don't see you as like rocking the boat like you're not going to make a big fuss about it like it's kind of like you know like if that's what you think that's fine you know I don't like forcing into into thinking otherwise but you're definitely not complacent with well, that's that's number nine as well and I don't think you're I don't think you're complacent at all characteristics for one are okay so for one you'll laugh at this let me go back um can be hard on themselves, strict, see things as black and white, very little gray, well-organized, responsible, can be stubborn. 
motivated yeah. to achieve goals. That's you. Yeah. That's a one. That's a, that's a one. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I'm the eight. The challenger is powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Well, I think what, what, what always made me assume that you're an eight was because, you know, we would always joke that like you would say what everyone else is thinking, yeah. but no one had the balls to say out loud. Yeah, and then I get in trouble because I'm like the bitch of the group. And like, I'll never get in college. We had this one girl who loved you, hated my guts. And I'm like, she thinks the same thing I think. I'm just saying what she thinks. Jordan thinks this too. Yeah, I will fill you in. But yeah, so yeah, yeah independent, um, strong-willed. And then three, which is like my supporting one, is... um goal-oriented, ambitious, charming, organized, image-conscious, I laugh at that one, and competitive. So, and then I looked it up because um, I thought it was very interesting. So the Enneagram Institute, I like Googled like eight wing three, and it says um, it's very common to misidentify threes and eights. So threes and eights are both assertive, but the confusion between them centers um, like the average threes and a similar competitive in the average eights, but they're both ambitious and competitive. So they both like to rise above others, but eights are self-assertive and they want others to give them their way immediately. So they do not have to waste time and energy fighting with people. <laughs> um, where like as threes, they said, confuse themselves, like, they're not that, like, domineering about it. So it's like you can, you know, um, like, eights are leaders, deal makers, power brokers who want to make the world conform to their personal vision, whereas um, threes, achieving success and prestige um, and basking in the attention of others. Um, like, so threes care about what other people think, whereas eights, aren't doing it for popular right like I could give two shits if you like me um I don't care about the goodwills see I think I'm in the middle of this yeah because it says this one says they don't care about the goodwill of others as so as so as long as they get their way which I don't necessarily wouldn't go that like I'm not gonna run anybody over to get my way but um but I thought that was interesting that they have similarities but they're you know some some interesting things so let me look up yours. What? So you are a one wing nine. Is there anything that you like don't um, agree with? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't write those down in my notes. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, like I, I I tend to agree with most of it. Like a lot of it said, you know, you can I can be hard on myself like one can be hard on themselves but or maybe this is part of the nine coming into it too but like like you kind of said I'm not I don't necessarily push for my way for others to do it my way I just kind of am trying to work on being a better version of like myself and doing things but to each their own kind of thing um where I'm not trying to like save the world <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it says that the subtype between the two is called the idealist. And so it's interesting that one and nine are side by side on the circle. Um, so it says you sharpen the perspective or nine softens the perspective of Enneagram one, interjects cons, calmness that still makes them wise and ethical, but less aggressive. Um, you could end up being an introvert that has a hard time connecting with their instincts and dealing with anger, which is interesting because we talked about that last week, how you don't like to talk about your feelings and emotions. Um, you have a combination of justice and overall desire for others' well-being. Angry easily and can be offended by what seems to be the refusal of others to do the right thing, as I have defined it. That's, and, that's you. That's and that I need to, it says I need to learn to relax without feeling that everything is up to me or that I do not, what if what I do not accomplish won't result in chaos and disaster. That is like you to a T. Very much so. Do you feel But I mean, part of that I feel like is we've talked about like a mother, like motherhood. And like, if we don't do this shit, who will in our house? Yes, I do agree. But I do think you are also the extreme of that version. Because you are very much like the the time before that where it was like, you'd rather just do it because you have a certain way you want to do it. And you're like, I just want to get it done right. So I'll do it. I'd rather it get done right and drive me to the ground because I'm doing it all versus letting someone help me who does it wrong. Yeah, you, you just flinched when I said that. I'm like the type that if I re rearrange the dishwasher, if I see that it's not, but I don't get worked up about it. I'm not like, oh, the freaking dishwasher again. I just, I'm like, well, why would you put a fork here and more other forks here when you could align the forks in a row? Like that to me, that's that's just the only way it should be done. <laughs> well, it is good that you don't get worked up about it. But I think too, but like thinking about, and that's that's an example that takes you very little time. But you know, there's probably other things where like people in your life probably are like, well, I don't bother because she's going to do it again. You know. It says it's important for me to get in touch with my feelings I might find that I'm uneasy with my emotions. Oh, see, we were talking about this last week. To keep, keep a journal. You mentioned writing or to get in I some sort of group therapy to develop my emotions. Jeez, I do see. I don't agree. I don't want to do that, but I agree that it could be helpful. <laughs> if the Enneagram says to do it, you should do it. Um. That is interesting. Yes, I agree with all of that. And it's funny because you said that last week when we were talking about um, emotions, you were saying like, I don't really like um, to talk about all that stuff. So that's good. Let's go back to the challenger. Okay, I was looking it up. Um, it calls me the protector, which I... I like that better than challenge. Um, so let's see. We've already talked about, you know, things that are positive. But um, let's see. It says, oh, managing stress. So threes are easily stressed by feeling as though they need to constantly entertain. Repetitive failure or difficulty solving a problem. Being perceived negatively and 
working to reconcile their own emotions, which that last one's not me. But eights are stressed by being controlled by others, facing vulnerable or emotional situations, others' dishonesty or misdirected blame, feeling out of control or helplessness. That's me, 100%. I don't like feeling out of control or helpless. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think... See, I think some things that are positives of AIDS can also be negatives. Yeah, because it sounds because it's sometimes in the most extreme sense. I think there are certain situations where, like that, can be this. It can be a, a it can be a strength or it can be a weakness. Yeah, I just want to read through all the positive things and forget about all the <laughs> the negative attributes. I love stuff like this too, though. I don't know why. Um, Okay, here are more weaknesses of my eight. I um, over-identifies with their anger, which is displayed in their passionate communication style, can be excessive in all areas of life, and can be territorial. Mm. I agree that you're a very passionate communicator. That's just a nice way of saying that I'm rude. <laughs> I can see it like that. I just, I think of like, you, uh, you believe what you believe, but whereas I might believe it and not like care yeah. to voice it, you voice it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's very true. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Passionate. But again, I think it's, I think it's good. So why do you think we like, why do you think we like this so much? Do you think we like, because I think all everybody likes to feel seen and heard. Do you think it's about that? Do you think it's about like, oh my gosh, like you're putting words to the things that I feel? Or is it like more about like, oh, it's, you know, again, to be self-aware or not, you know, we try to hone it in. Like you said, instead of going to the extremes, find like a middle ground. Why do you think these things are so popular? all of it I think all the reasons you named I mean for me if you're gonna you know go back to like not not uh like you'd said earlier putting into words like what I'm feeling but maybe can't express but yeah seeing being validated when something is like oh my gosh that totally sounds like me yeah. um and then I do I mean it, yeah it brings an awareness to like maybe some of the less desirable qualities or qualities that could be really um could be detrimental in certain yeah situations all of it yeah because I do think there's something to be said about like when you um hear like or like because I know they've done like little twists on the Enneagram now where it's like um Enneagram like in friendships, Enneagram with like work or you know, whatever. Like they do like, you know, um that kind of thing. And so I think it's always interesting when you can like feel seen in something like that, where you're like, oh yeah, like this is, you know, me. Yeah. When we did uh it wasn't the Enneagram, but when we did the disc for work, our our we kind of walked away. What, what the goal was, was for us to be like, okay, well, how 
do I communicate as a, you know, we'll just use the Enneagram as an example. How am I going to communicate as a one to someone who's an eight? And yeah. maybe, you know, someone who ones and eights kind of have strong opinions. So I feel like perhaps that could, you know, you could butt heads on certain things if the opinion's differing. Yeah. Um, and so like knowing who you're speaking to um, was kind of the goal for that, for us to take it during, you know, for work to know who your colleagues are and kind of how your communication styles are going to be affected by your personality type. Yeah. That's a good point because um, we did that too for work. Like we, again, it was a different type of test, but same sense. And so at first they got us all together with like the like-minded, you know, the people that hit the same, you know, as you. And then, um, and then you, then we, they mixed us up and like went with, you know, polar opposite people. And it was just interesting to hear um everybody's like viewpoints and what they prefer and what drive you know what makes them cringe versus what somebody else you know because again like you said like when you're working in a workplace what and what the biggest lesson I learned when I started becoming a coach and I was outside the classroom is that not everybody does it the same way I do like what thing what comes just naturally to me to do and have a certain order to things or whatever procedure wasn't the case for everybody it didn't mean that they were wrong it just not everybody did it the same way and that was like really eye-opening for me so it's kind of like the same thing like um like communication style and like different things like that like like it would be not like knowing that someone else is this type so you need to talk to them obviously you can't change you know you can't be that specific to everybody but if you kind of know that this person prefers being straightforward and honest versus the person that wants you to be a little bit more caring. I think of someone who's like more, maybe more emotional. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, if you're, if you're as an eight seen as like confrontational or intimidating or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then I'm seen as like, these are my, these are my, the right way it should be done. You know, I can, I can see where you could easily offend somebody. Yeah. Cause like for, I was looking up communication style since we were talking about this and it says with an eight, be straightforward. Like I am, give me time to process. But again, it's like, um, direct, straightforward, honest, also protective, but confident, you know what I'm saying versus you're a nine. Um, you're a one. Oh, and your nine is your supportive one. So hold on, let me go back up. So then the one is, um, you're proper, honest, to the point, polite, and advising. So, like, those are your your communication strengths, which I can see that, like, you're not going to lie to somebody and you're very honest, but you're to the point in a polite way. I think of, like, eights and ones having similar mm-hmm. direct, straightforward, black and white. This is the yeah. way, you know, this, these are my beliefs. Whereas, yeah, the one describing it when I was reading about it, the one seemed to have a little more like uh, fluff mm-hmm. as not to piss off somebody. Whereas yeah. the eights, a little of that's kind of rubbed away a little yeah. bit. It says your communication weakness is like public speaking. Like if you were to give a sermon or a lecture, like that's not something you'd want to do. And then it says, you're like, no. Um, and then being like correcting somebody and being opinionated about it is like your weakness. 
So like a common words you would say, or you should, you ought to, you must, that's not right. <laughs> so that makes sense. So I didn't read those for mine. Let me see. Um, for me, so my, again, I'm aggressive, demanding, can be insensitive, blunt. God, how many times have I heard that word? Um, common words would be control, protect, strong, don't tell me what to do, freedom. Ooh, my mom's probably listening being like, oh my God, yep, yeah, all yeah. of the above. It's funny too, but, you're a Leo, and I feel like mm -hmm. some of that kind of is similar. Yeah. Um, but it still says just like you'd be straightforward. That's what it why says. you and I get along is because we can both be yeah. direct. Yeah. Because it definitely says, um, yours says be straightforward and honest. Say exactly what you mean. Where mine just says be straightforward like I am. <laughs> so, but I think it's interesting because I mean, there are a lot of people who like type nine, which is your support. You're also supportive, a good listener, receptive, you know, like those are some qualities that I think, um, you know, you like you common words. It's up to you. Sure. There was one of the questions where it was like, you'll, I don't even remember, like, um, you'll get upset. You something like about caring or you'll get upset if something doesn't go my way. And I'm, um, or if does it go to according to plan? And I'm like, I don't know. I see, like, I try to prepare as best I can. But if like, I think about when someone's like, you know, where do you want to go out to lunch? And it's like, well, whatever you want to do, whatever works for you. Like, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter to me. That much about everything. Yeah. Like there are things that you do care about, but you're not like passionate at every decision, you know? Right. I wonder if someone in your life is a nine. Because it says how to communicate with the nine. The words are, don't interrupt me if I'm talking. Well, did you hear the story I told you before? Because my husband told me that I interrupted him. And that I wanted him to be more freaking straightforward, to be fair. He was going in circles. And I just want to say, get to the point. So, yeah. Be straightforward and honest. I'm gonna start saying that I'm a one. You gotta be straightforward and honest. Yeah. See, I think that's crap. Couples too. Well, that's the problem. Is even when we did this for work, and part of this, like maybe all of my personality types end up saying mm -hmm. have a part about where I'm. I'm doing it the right way, whether I take the disc or whether I take. Oh, you're about to say I'm the problem. <laughs> oh God, no, Rachel. Come on. So my problem, though, is that whenever I I want everyone to concede and talk to me like a one, not yeah. for me. It's hard for me to be like, OK, they're they need more details or they yeah. need a little more coaxing and comfort. Yeah. And sometimes I can do it. And sometimes I have like zero patience. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a one yeah. or I'm a you know, high D for my disc. Like you just got to. Yeah. Work within my frame of mind. I, I feel that. I feel that very much because my whole life I've been told like, oh, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. You know, that whole thing. And it's like, to a certain point I try. Then other times I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know I'm doing it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, You're like, I am who I am. Yes. And I finally, you know, again, like, I don't 
I really like again there are times where I really am trying and then there's other times where I'm just like if you are wondering if I'm mad that I'm not mad because you will know without a shadow of a doubt when I'm mad so let's just let's just you think this is mad you haven't even seen mad just like you know, don't be mad. right like you sound upset you sound irritated i'm like let me be clear there will be no question about it when it happens like there will be no well, i don't know she seemed pretty upset what do you think like you'll know like rachel was pissed off yeah so but i agree i am trying to be better because i mean some of these like type two says you know, share your feelings. Let me know you appreciate me. And I've worked with people like that who are like, you know, yeah. so hard because it's like, okay, you're getting paid. Like that's your appreciation, you know? But so every once in a while people want to hear, not everybody it's likes so hard. that they are appreciated, but some people really need that more than others. Like yeah. they, that means the world to them that someone came well, up and said. Yes. It, it reminds me of um, an email where, like everyone replies, thank you to something. And it's like, the, you're welcomes. And there's all this like, thank you. Like, and I'm like, I don't like, just, yeah. we don't need all this. Right. We don't need all right. this. Like, good job. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Cause I mean, but it is interesting to like read the different styles. Um, that type four says, share your authentic self. Don't try to fix me. Allow me to be me. Hmm. Wow. We have a close friend who's a four. Really? It's interesting when we um, go through these and there's certain things where I'm like, oh, my, like the eight, uh, you know, you and the eight, where I'm like, oh, that's yeah. totally, I mean, that's totally Rachel. Yeah. Um, and then others where I'm like, oh, I don't know, like what, mm -hmm. where you would fall. Yeah. But I love all this, all this, like, whether it's a zodiac sign or right. I just think that's so interesting. Do you yeah. think, do you think part of this is just like truly innate? Like you're going to be an eight, you were, you know, like from birth, like regardless of like nature versus ex nurture, yeah, experience or things like that. I don't know because like, I mean, I have a, my dad who is very much an eight, like we're very similar, you know? So like part of me is like, did I get it from him because he's that way? Um, but then if, there's other things about me that are like, and even my own be like, I don't know where you and Steven got this from. Cause that's, you know, that's not our personalities. Like, um, you know, she says all the time, like starting the gym, like my own business and stuff like, she's like, God, we would never, you know, take that risk and do that. Like, so I don't know. I, I feel like it's gotta be a mix of both where I feel like, you know, you see all the time, especially in education, like with kids where it's like, they're that way, no matter how they're raised, because they have just something in them that's different. And then you have kids who are like raised in the best house with the best parents who, you know, turn out to be jerks or whatever. So I don't know. That's a good question. Like, because you also think about kids that grow up in the same household, like siblings, like how different they right. can be. Like your sister is definitely, she's probably like me. She's probably an eight, wouldn't you say? 
direct and bold like I am. But she's also very detail, like organized and some of the qualities that came up highly on the perfectionist. Like sometimes there's certain things and I'll read this and I'm like, oh, I know someone who's even more to the T. Like, yeah, I don't even, I pale in comparison to being well-organized and, you know, for if you're comparing the two of us and things like that. So I'll talk to her after this because I know she'll listen to this. Yeah. I was thinking about my brother. Like he's, he's probably more a two um he is caring generous but he's not people pleasing he might be the individualist he's but not see he's not self-absorbed either he's a tough tough nut to crack i know i'm gonna need him to take this one um it's funny yeah but just because like you said there's so many people like and i do find it interesting though like personality wise is wise that there's some people like you said like hit the nail on the head where you're like oh you're this one and then there's some people like my brother where I'm like I don't know where he could be because I can see him in all kinds of different pieces you know so it's interesting in that way too where it's like there's some people that just you're like oh gosh yeah you're that person um and then others who are like oh I don't know I think actually he might be the peacemaker um agreeable you know, receptive, reassuring, easygoing. He's very easygoing. So, yeah, it, I think it's also interesting too. If anybody's ever taken the test and been like, "Uh, no, that's not me." Mm-mm. Like, I don't identify with that at all. That would be interesting. Talking about like, were were you thinking about the answers too much, or like, was it the gut reaction, or? I think sometimes we also want to feel a certain way or be a certain way. Um, And, or maybe like we wish we were one way, you know, when we look at stuff like this, I don't know, but it's always very intriguing. So I think it'd be good for couples to do. We should do that. Well, that's what I was looking at. Like I was trying to figure out what Alex would be. Maybe in, I don't know. I don't know all the categories. I think he's an eight. So I was looking at... I are very similar, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he's the laid back that you described of a nine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Funny enough, Ben and I are both Leos. So I'd be curious if we were the same. Oh, gosh. Huh. Yeah, it's funny because you said he doesn't strike you as a Leo because socially he is not. But at work, he is so we've talked about that where he's like he's kind of like you in the sense of he doesn't care like where I'm passionate about anything and everything like I can find you know gumption to like you know stake my claim in anything he was more like you where you were talking about like there's some things that you feel really passionate about and you'll say it if you do but if it's something like where to go for lunch or whatever and you really don't care you're not gonna just come up with an opinion just to have one so he's kind of like that he's like if I'm with somebody like my personality where he's like you're clearly more passionate but he's like at work where someone needs to take charge or whatever like well fine I'll make a decision yes yes I totally can stand by that I agree with that yeah so he might be closer to your um your number than my number um on the website the tab about 
um, you can look at like the uh, relationship and the combinations between like oh. a one and an eight or whatever you and your significant other are, which is really interesting. That is interesting. He won't. Well, he's already told me this is stupid, so he won't take it. But I'll just ask him random questions. You were to say like strongly agree to strongly disagree on this like line. I'm going to give you like where would you where would you place your opinion on this random yeah. sentence? I'm going to give you. Don't think about it too much. Just go. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, what made you think about that? Oh, you know, I just want to learn more about you. Yeah. See, it'll take me a while, but I'll get there. So what his love language, like what's your and his love language are? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they've changed over the years. The last time we did it, um, his was physical touch, which what man's love language. I was going to say, yeah, really. Touch, oh, my gosh. Um, And then quality time, I think, were his top two. Um hmm. And then for me, I think acts of service and quality time were my two. Just curious. Like yeah. Another one of things that's like good to know about mm-hmm. someone you're married to that I just am like, that requires a lot of intrinsic emotion on my behalf. Yes. Well, I always, I heard something a couple of years ago that I thought was really powerful where it was like, you are whatever you naturally do to show someone that you care is typically your love language. So like I, so it probably is more disturbing for me. Like, so I like acts of service and I give gifts. Like when I think of like Christmas and we're like, Oh, we're not going to do gifts this year. That just breaks my heart because I like to give a, get him a gift. Um, So most of the time, that means that I want him to give me a gift. Yeah, that's the yeah. way I want to receive love because that's the way I'm giving love. And that can be hard because if you're like, if you don't communicate that and you just assume that you're on the same page and then the other person isn't giving you gifts, but yeah. holding your hand or sitting beside you on the couch or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's their love language, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. very interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm glad, I, like I said, I've heard about it, but I've never actually taken the test. So glad to know I'm an eight. Yeah, now that we know that about ourselves, we're going go to go and we're going to be better. All right. So what are you loving this week? I am loving, it's called Cinema Secrets. It's a makeup brush cleaner. Oh, okay. I just, oh, right. I am embarrassed to say that I never had a makeup brush cleaner ever until maybe six months ago. Don't be embarrassed because I have bought this. I bought this probably two years ago and this is the first time I used it this week. Okay. Well, good. Cause that makes me feel better because I was like repulsed when I used it on my brush? Well, to be in my defense, I typically will put my foundation on with my hands. Yes. And so like, now I haven't been doing that recently. I've been using a brush. Yeah. So obviously like a foundation brush gets a little more dirt and well, just like 
stuff on it than like an eyeshadow brush. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really feel like I needed to. Now I've washed my brush, uh, my brush for blush with yeah. soap and water. Okay. And I was like, well, why would I need a cleaner? I can use soap and water. Um, but I got this little sample or a small bottle and I was like, oh, I'll just try it. Oh my God. Why was I using soap and water? Like this the cleaner or like, um, it's like what I have is like, just like the rubber circle that you put like, um, like I put Dawn dish soap on it and it like, just, it has like the little knobby things on it and you rub the brush over it. This is like, um, like a bottle of like solution solution. Interesting. And so you dip it. And then you'd like rub it on a cloth, like, or whatever that you have. Yeah. I mean, I did a, I think it told me to do it, a uh, towel or a paper towel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to rinse it. And so it just like, and it immediately yeah. come, it came off like, like I literally was wiping it with a couple swipes and my brush looked cleaner. Okay. And so you don't have to rinse it. And it was dry the next morning. Like my problem with why I kind of put off doing my brushes is because I'm like, well, then what I want to do the next day when all my shit's still wet and I want to put, you know. Yeah, because mine does take, a, I mean, it took a long time to clean. So this, you don't rinse it. You just, and it was dry the next day. What'd you call it? It's Cinema Secrets Makeup Brush Cleaner or whatever. It's like a blue bottle or clear, but the solution's blue. I don't know. It looks blue. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I'm the same as you, like my everyday foundation like I can put on with my hands because it's a little lighter um you know whatever it's got sunscreen in it but I bought a brush and like a little bit more heavy duty foundation you know for when I used to go back and do stuff and um and so yeah so I used a brush and I was like this is disgusting how much is coming off of this thing so but it did take me a while and it does get very wet so it was like like bad. like I'm I'm embarrassed that I kept it in my drawer for so long, not using it. I almost threw it away because I don't I don't like things that I don't want to buy something for a special reason when something else like soap and water that I have works. Right, right. something that's yeah. Like why have a special thing when right that I might have to buy again, and, keep in stock. Yeah, yeah. But this is one of those items that's completely worth it. Very shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited because I do because I'm like, well, no wonder I break out and have acne because I'm using a dirty, disgusting brush. So, very nice. Okay, so cinema like it with a C. I feel like there's so much in life to clean. Like you have to clean the vacuum that you clean with. Yeah, you got to clean like makeup brushes. I'm like seriously, like I've got enough. I have two kids and a dog. And two adults that live in this house. Like, I'm always cleaning. You're going to tell me that now I have to clean, like, makeup brushes and my furniture and my walls. And Oh, yeah, that's like that cleaning company that's like, you should clean the vent above your toilet. What? What? I can't. You do it when, like, you start where it's like you're doing your rug or, like, when I, the joy I got from cleaning my brushes. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Well, I guess the tip too is to find something like you said, like you found where it makes it quicker. Like yes. Find something not that a makes hassle. it more efficient where it's like, like you said, you're not spending, you know, because I spent a good like 
10 minutes cleaning my brush, 10, 15 minutes. When I was you so, said it, it, it was it, like, it never out. came out. It was yeah. like I kept going and going and more yes. would come out. Yes. Same. So it's kind of like, at that point, you're like, oh my gosh, that this takes too long. But right. if it's something like that efficient. With then... this cleaner, it was like, like even Graham, Graham was helping me. And he's oh. like, mama, not like, he's like, it's all like nothing else is coming out. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, it, we, we got it all. Like it's all done. This was, this was <laughs> quicker than I imagined. I was really hoping it would be a, you know, like painting, like take a little bit. Right. Burn some energy off. And right. Like, you know, like, exactly. We're done. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I need that. Cause I, I think the thing for me, like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm trying to do better mm. if it takes me under five minutes or under 10 minutes to do it. Just bite the bullet and do it. Like, do, you know, emptying the dishwasher, load the dishwasher. I'm like, it really takes five, 10 minutes. Like, you can do that. Yeah, you know, so, love it. I'm going to add that to my cart. What are you loving? Sweet. So I am loving our portable white noise machine for the baby. Mm. Um, and the reason why I'm loving it is because I had to use it today because we lost power. And we lost power right before the baby was supposed to go down for her nap. And of course, her white noise machine is plugged in. It's not battery operated at all because we have um, the hatch. And she probably could nap. I mean, she's a really good napper. So I think she would have been fine without it. But luckily, I had it in the closet. Luckily, it was charged. And I was able to cut it on, put it by the crib. She napped like a champ. And I was like, oh, thank God. So um, I will, So we use the Yoga Sleep portable white noise machine. It's a little small like circle. And it's got like a little hook on it. So I will say disclaimer that it's not, you have to, if you were going to use it at night, like when you travel, it doesn't last a full 12 hours, which is a little frustrating because, you know, babies, we hope that they sleep for 12 hours. So it's like you want something that's going to last that long. But if you put, it does have a cord, you know, that like a USB cord that would, you know, go to the brick of your phone or whatever, you know, same thing. Um, so if you plug it in, it does last all night. So it's not like there's not a, a way around it but when I first bought it I thought it was like oh once I charge it it'll last all night and we don't have to worry about the plug so that's the downfall but I will say it's super cheap it's like 20 bucks I think maybe 25 at the most um and it's great for like well one the situation I had today but also like when you're on the go like in the car or like you're out and about and like, you're just like, oh, they just need that little bit of noise and it'll be helpful. And it's just for a nap and not necessarily for bedtime. So, um, yeah, so really love it. It's so compact and lightweight. Like, you know, we just throw it in whenever. And when she was really little um, and, you know, we were driving or doing a long road trip, you could just like hang it onto her car seat and use it. But today, yeah, today it was great because, and it's loud enough, like it, because they say, you know, if you do white noise, you want it to be loud enough where you can hear it, you know, through the door. Um, and so my monitor, of course, wasn't working. So I was like, oh my God, like this is bizarre. But I could hear like the, the white noise machine through the door and, you know, whatnot. So, 
Um, but yeah, so it's a good one. We've gotten a lot of use out of it. And I think we'll use it even more like the older she gets and the more, you know, on the go we are, you know, where she might, you know, just a little something to block out the noise. Yeah, right. Still, I mean, well, just recently he asked to turn off his white noise, um, but he's almost four and he's had it for most of his yeah life thus far. Well, our nephews still use it. I know the youngest one, he's five and he still uses one. Um, and then the oldest is eight and we went on um, our beach trip and they share a room and they, of course, they had it for the youngest one, but probably for the oldest too. You know, I think they both, I think they still both like it. And I think about me as an adult, like I didn't grow up with a white noise machine, but I, we have a fan that is on in our room, like that makes that noise. So now when I travel, I feel like I need, like if the room is too quiet, I can't right. sleep. Obviously I hear the white noise through the monitor. Yes. And so there have been certain times where like, um, I think the other day I didn't have it on Scotty. I only had it on Graham. And so Graham had turned his white noise, you know, had turned his white noise yeah. off. And I was like, I don't like this. Like yeah. I, I didn't realize that I had gotten used to it. Yes. Too. Yeah. Same. Cause I was never that way. Like never, probably not until Ben and I got together and we just have like this little tiny fan. I doubt it produces much wind as far as like cooling the room but however it became like it was a routine that was always cut on it sits on our dresser and so I mean we've had it for as long as I can remember and so when we don't turn it on it's like oh it's eerily quiet in here and then we'll travel and I'll I just I think I probably just chopped it up to like me traveling and just being like unsettled because I'm not in my bed but then like then would be like god it's awfully quiet in here i'm like oh that's what it is it's quiet so um our last trip i actually downloaded an app you have to pay for it but luckily my free trial it was like a free trial so i was able to use it but it was better sleep and they had all the you know there's different colors of sound like yes. there's white brown noise yes or noise, I should say. Yeah. And so I, the sound I liked the best on the app was the green noise, which I thought was interesting. So, but um, yeah, so I pulled up the app and, and it was so funny because we went on a trip with a group of friends, um, couples trip, and we're all in our 30s. <laughs> and every single person had brought their white noise machine with them oh to sleep. So it was like, oh my gosh, you can tell we're old. I'm like, oh, we got our white noise machine. Let's go to bed. So, yeah. But, yeah, so luckily it came in handy today when we lost power. I know, thankfully, it came back on because I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to record tonight. Um, oh. It said it was going to come back on at 540 or 4.45. Um, and then at 5.30, they bumped the time till 8, like, for it to be restored. Yeah. So Ben got home from work, and I was like, Okay, I was like, well, let's give it till five, you know, five thirty, and then we'll make a plan for like dinner, you know, something because we obviously can't cook or anything. And then luckily, like it was like, I was gonna put Libby in her other high chair because it was by the window and just had more light than the one that we have at the kitchen bar. And I was literally picking her up, and the lights like came back on. I was like, oh, thank God. So, yeah, it felt a little weird. I mean, it always feels eerie, but. When you've got a kid, and not that we watch TV with her or anything like that, but it was just like the darkness was just kind of unsettling. 
yeah, like luckily I have the hotspot on my phone so I could, I was pretty much done with work when it went out. So luckily I had to like finish a few things up with my hotspot, but yeah, it, it was just, yeah, very unsettling. And luckily she was napping most of the time. And then it was just like, God, like if we have to go to sleep like this, like in the dark, like that's just weird, you know? So, and it's different, like when it's snowy and you lose power, I don't know, that feels more like not normal but you're like in a snowstorm you can't go anywhere because it's snowing you're stuck you know but this was like just rain it was very strange so luckily it's back we're good to go it flickered just a little bit right before we jumped on to record I was like oh no please stay home but so we're good we're good we're able to do it so but yeah that's this week and I'll say nothing crazy coming up we're officially in March so that's exciting. You got a birthday party coming up. So yeah, next time too is oh yeah uh, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have one more week. We'll have to check in on you next week while you get the final touches on the party. That's right. Yeah. I think I'm gonna take him and this weekend and we'll do some errands, like get a helium tank and there will be no surprises. I'll be like, here are your balloons, I guess, that we're gonna blow up for you. Welcome <laughs> to number four. <laughs> What's the theme going to be? Monsters Inc. Oh, I didn't but know like, that was a thing. Yeah, but like, I mean, we got it. We watched it. I think it was recorded on TV one day. And he really, you know, he really likes, if you're familiar with the characters, is Randall, mm-hmm. who's like not even a good, you know, he's like a villain in the story. Mm-hmm. He really likes Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he likes Monsters Inc. Although, you know, he goes through phases. So just like, I feel like we talked about with the Halloween costume. Yeah. It's like, you know, I had to kind of remind him that we are doing Monsters, Inc. And, like, there's no deviating from this plan. Right. Next year, we can do monster trucks. Or next year, we can do whatever. Yeah. But this year, it changes. Right. I'm like, we've ordered cupcakes that will be decorated, like, Sully. And Mike was, he really, he does what, like, Mike Wazowski, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, by golly, we're going to have Monsters, Inc. cupcakes. I love it. I, that makes me want to rewatch that movie. That's a good one. Yeah, he likes that, and he likes um, Monsters University, and so it's funny oh, with him because he'll imitate uh, Roz, I think, um, who has like a really dry voice, and he's yes. so funny. He's just so he's so funny when he will imitate like characters from the book. Oh, I love that. That's cute. So yeah, it'll oh, be fun. Can't believe he's four. I know. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all for listening. Keep listening. Keep sharing. And we will see y'all next.